Manchester United in Oliver Gunnar Solskjaer's 100 managerial game with the club lost their third Premier League game this season against Arsenal at the weekend and it leaves them without a win at home for their last four Premier League games. They now find themselves 10 points off the lead leaders Liverpool and in 15 position. Nathan, if Solskjaer was at any other big European club with that sort of start, would he still be in a job? Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to really believe, wouldn't you? If he was that, if, like you said, if that against, if, I'm not if you know that would be a major club in world football. But if that someone like Dubai and Munich, for example, you're trying to have him staying in the position. In fairness, the Arsenal on the day, I thought they were absolutely fantastic and he's well deserved the win. Uh, particularly for me, Thomas Partey really uh, ran the show in the middle of the park for Arsenal. He broke everything down that you know you had going and you were well deserved. It was such a well oiled machine and. All credit to Mikel Arteta, he's been out fantastically well and like, like I said, he's well to take the win. And you just look now, uh, it was seemed to be another false dawn at Manchester United, which has been a big team of, uh, of the 100 games of Solskjaer have been in church. Like you had three performances against PSG and uh, Leipzig in the Champions League. And uh, once again, you're starting to think, oh, let's maybe finally get together, you know, we tried out this new diamond formation that Starting to come into the into the system now. Is this the way forward? Starting to be able to accommodate all the attacking midfielders uh, in the side, and then they go out here when they completely lack luster against Arsenal, and it's just again, it's just more deflation and just more disappointment. Yeah, Dave, you love a stat, and you 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 wanted to share a comparison with the <laughs> first hundred games <laughs> that Klopp had with Liverpool. So, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it was sent on to me uh, today by an actual fellow scouser. And apart from one stat, it's all kind of facts and salt shared favour, so to speak. Now, obviously, uh, there are different sides at the minute where United aren't necessarily going for a league title or anything like that. But still, like, they, they both played 100 games, so to speak. Uh, salt share 156, Klopp 150. Um, uh, share only, lost 24 to Klopp's 21. Obviously, 20 draws for salt share, 29 for Klopp. He scored four goals more in the 100 games, 186 to 182. He conceded four less. And um, points per game, if you gave three points per win for all competitions, um, United would have had 188 compared to perhaps 150. Now, the Premier League is where it's a little different. It's 113 points for, uh, for Solskjaer, 125 for Klopp. And then, obviously, overall win percentage is fairly straightforward. 56% for Solskjaer, 50% for Klopp. I know Stats are stats, they can hide a little bit. Um, but, you know, ultimately, uh, as I slag my mate, uh, the, the United boys in one of the WhatsApp groups, it's like the hokey dokey at the minute is Ollie in or Ollie out because it's just one minute they, they love him and then, like, they loved him Wednesday and then last night he's getting absolutely smashed. So I was like, will you make up your mind? But in fairness, I, I, I can see why they'd be frustrated. But um, it was very interesting after the game yesterday when he's given it out. He's giving praise almost to the team. Like, oh, they'll be hurting. They're a good bunch of lads. You know, they won't, you know, they'll be disappointed. They'll be this. And you're like, well, I didn't see in the 90 minutes of the game that that's the type of players they are. Uh, some of them are seriously lacking on the court. The one who got the biggest stick of all was Mr. Pogba. But there's definitely some players who aren't matching the attitude that Solskjaer was alluding to because you can tell me in more detail, but there was, it was more than just Pogba who was disappointed and not shown that type of characteristic that he's claiming to say they have. Yeah. Uh, the, 
since he became permanent manager, Solskjaer has 55 less points than Liverpool. And he's also wow. below Leicester Wolves and Spurs for points. So sometimes it kind of, especially in, in, in recent times when he took the job, it, 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 and at the moment, Nathan, they're 15th position. That's a stat that is the biggest stat of all. Yeah, like like you said, like it's a fact you can sort of hide behind them, and you can really sometimes you can also being a benefit. You can bulge up a little bit, but just look like you said, looking at the league table, it's it's just hasn't a good look this season at all. This Manchester United side that had high hopes for Champions League football to get into the top four again this season, but you look at like obviously look at the Liverpool, the Man City's Arsenal are going to be there, but Everton are doing well this season. Tottenham will be up there, so all of a sudden top four is. It's looking like a big ask already. I know there's a lot of football to be played, but sorry, disappointing. And like I said, it's, it's just been a lot of false dawns coming in and just been let down once again. And the game against Arsenal was just a huge, just a huge blow for a lot of people coming off the back of one of the best home Champions League performances I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, and when you look at what he got toured last year with Manchester United, which was a brilliant result, really when you look at the the way the season has started. But then if you look at it a little bit closer, Leicester City really fell apart and it it wasn't it was more Leicester losing it than Manchester United getting that toward position, I suppose off their own back. I mean if Leicester had put the kind of form that they had uh, at the start of the season or even half of that that they would have taken that Champions League spot and United would have been drifting and, and, and he can't go every season like he is again this season trying to come back from 10, 15 points. It's just not going to work. So is what can you put what can you put the finger on when you look at the team? What, what is it there that's, that's the problem? Keane was given out about the manager is going to get sacked because of the players. Is it a bit of both? Is the manager is the manager doing the job that's needed? Are, are the players doing what they could do? What what do you reckon? Um, everyone always has to take a share of the blame. I think personally for the Arsenal game in particular, I think a lot of the blame for me would fall down to the players. I think they can't motivate if it's these big games. It was a big game and forget about the empty stadium and everything. If they can't motivate motivate yourself for these games, there's something seriously lacking with you as a player. Manchester United and Arsenal still a big game. Doesn't matter uh, what what end of the the table they're on. It's still two big rivals with a lot of history of the year. So for me, the one there was definitely on the players. But I think at the fourth of one game, still like I say, he's trying to introduce this deployment formation now in the midfield, and it still seems to be a lack of. He has knows the identity he wants to go with, and he knows where the the formation and the style that he wants to go with. He's seeming now that the diamond formation in the midfield seems to be trying to in everybody, fit in the likes of Pogba, Hernandez, Fred, okay this season, and like Donny van der Beek can't get a look in in the Premier League for love nor money. So I think it's trying to walk around other people instead of other people walking around the formation he wants to go with. And it does seem to be a clear... There's just no clear like formation that he's 100 percent set on, and this is 100 games in. This should be things that should be well thought out now. We looked at that formation. It's a it's a it's a four four two. It's a diamond formation. So 
you have one of the best rifles in the league for defending one v ones. Just generally, he's a, he's a good defender, is Wambasaka. Yep. But yep. He, he's uh, he's very poor going forward. He, he's not he's not good at crossing the ball. He's not good at taking on a player. And in a four four two diamond, he is your right fullback and he is your right winger. And if you're looking for service on the, from the right-hand side from Wambasaki, you're not going to get it. So is this thought through at all? Especially, is it just to try and fit in more midfielders that he has an abundance of? And he can't even fit the one, the latest one he's brought in for 40 million. It seems a bit of a shambles to me. It does. It seems strange. Like I said, like, my, like, I fully convinced the only way with this diamond, the diamond in the field just to fit in all these players. And we're talking about Gas spending just earlier. And we're, I agree, for me, Van is one of the best uh, right back like, defenders in the league. But going forward, it's non existent. That's what you need in your modern day fullback, which is strange in a way. Like we all go on about, I probably agree, we all go on about Trent Alexander Arnold. Fantastic going forward, and delivery of the ball. But his defensive genius at times are seriously lacking. And it's sort of the off play around with Van Bissaka. He, he's one, like I said, uh, when you're coming up against someone 1v1, I'd have I'd, to be no better man I'd better have in that position as a Manchester United defender. I think he's brilliant in that position at 1v1. But just going forward, it's non-existent. And it's it's really on show now since he switched to this. Like I said, he's, he's the one that they're looking forward to deliver these crosses in and he's acting as a winner at this stage. And he's seriously lacking out there. And it's starting to really show. And it's starting to look bad on him. That it's very evident that he's, he's going to get no help out and out with, and with you should be literally trying to trying to hide your players um, his bad sides and sort of emphasise the good sides, and it's just Solskjaer's doing someone like Van Bissaka no favours going with this diamond formation in the field, especially when I know we haven't seen much of them, but Teller's on the left hand side, same against PSG, like that lad can, can whip a ball in like it's nobody's business. So he's really going to get outshined in that department uh, when Tyler does come back from COVID and he starts to get a good run in the team. And it wasn't it wasn't just on the right-hand side, it was on the left-hand side as well because Shaw got the ball I don't know how many times on the left-hand side, just around the halfway line, and he'd look forward to play a pass and there was no one there because there was no winger. There is no width when you have a diamond. And... He had to look to play it in midfield where it's congested and they're losing the ball or he had to go back with it. So Dave, when you look at Manchester United and you look, you're, you're talking about, I, I know you're bringing up the stats and the stats aren't that bad, but he should have a set shape. He should have a set formation. Klopp has the same formation. He doesn't change the formation. The players come in, they slot them in. That's it. You know, everyone knows their job. How can someone... Shaw, say Luke Shaw, get a ball uh, one game, look to play a ball down the line, uh, have someone there. The next game, then not have someone there. And he's chopped and changed his formation from 3-5-2 to a 4-4-2 diamond to a 4-2-3-1. He doesn't, he doesn't really know what he's, what he's really up to, does he? As yeah. in his shape. Uh, whatever, uh, yeah, I'd have to say yes, but you know, this is just a bit of a curveball, and I expect you to, to to finish it off. But since Ferguson has left, like which manager has really kind of brought in the players he's wanted and played the way he's wanted? And is it necessarily the manager's fault? Because 
Mourinho seemed to be let down by who he wanted to. Solskjaer seemed to be let down by some players he wanted. Uh, Van Gaal, not so sure. He fought, early, he fought big early, which kind of unfortunately blew up. Moyes wasn't really let too much. And I'm just wondering, is, is that an element as well? And is that why Solskjaer is looking? Because it's not necessarily his team. Van de Beek, he, I'm not saying he's not interested in him, but he's certainly not willing to give him much game time considering they spent over 40-odd million on him. Um, so I'm not defending him, by the way. I'm just wondering, is there a bit of an element of that, the way the club is actually being run as well? Because, you know, a lot of the players that have come in, maybe potentially, apart from Tellis, are really his. I think Cavani's just, he was there and he was free and we need another option up front. But is that who we really would have wanted? I would say no. So maybe that's why it's so disjointed and why there is so many changes because he is trying to make the best of what he's got even though he mightn't um, have had all the say on that. And that's just a potential or to maybe make you think or maybe agree or disagree or maybe see that there's a slight element of it. But that's just somebody from the outside that I think there is an element of that. Yeah, I think we've said that before. I think we've said we don't, especially with Van de Beek coming in, can't be his player. If it was his player and he really wanted him in that badly and there's talk that he convinced them to come which is part of his job to convince players to come but that doesn't mean that that's the player that he really wanted in the club have had brought in players you look at Carvani why bring Cavani in they had they brought a Gallo in uh, during the summer you know again they they brought in uh, an extra loan period and he's nowhere to be seen so someone who holds up a ball and uh, brings people into play he's not being seen now and someone else is being brought in, Carvani, to do the exact same job and he doesn't get a look in in the team either. So I, I totally agree. I think there's there's definitely that sort of thing at play. I can't see that all these are Solskjaer's. But on the other side, Dave, what about Paul Pogba then? If if someone's not doing a job for you, then why is he playing? Like Troy Deeney was defending today, Paul Pogba, saying people are jumping down his throat when he plays one bad game. But when Fernandez has a poor game, which he did, he wasn't really there in that game. Uh, nothing was said about his performance. But that's a poor argument, isn't it? Especially since Pogba hasn't been anywhere near the impact that Fernandez ha- has had, and he's been there about three years longer. Exactly, and everyone's allowed a bit of a poor game. And you know, Deeney was getting a bit of stick today about another argument he had with a with a journalist that was a bit silly because of this piece going his way. So he kind of made it a bit playground as well. So I wouldn't. As refreshing it is to hear some of his stuff, some of it's a bit like, all right, you're just trying to be controversial here. And I, I'd have to agree with you. This one is a bit of a lame excuse. Pogba, without having the extreme expertise, of, say, say you're like yourself, but certainly from the, the the gauge of listening to a lot of my mates who United fans have had nothing but bad to say about him over the last year consistently to say stuff along the lines of he's a fraud and he's really he's killing us, he's kidding us, and he hasn't shown the performances that you would expect a player who he came in with a massive stature and is regarded or would have been regarded as a star name and a superstar player but it seems to be on reputation alone but not on what he does on the pitch and um, I think that's the problem people maybe he wasn't that type of player but for some reason his reputation is far bigger than what I've seen on the field I've never seen even with France you know you're with good players it's easy to kind of get in around that, but I don't think he was the driving force behind that. So, Juventus, not a clue. Didn't see enough of Juve, Juve not a clue. They didn't feature too much at the end of Europe for me to notice whether he was the driving force behind them. 
Um, and obviously we know why he left in the first place because he obviously wanted to be a big star somewhere else because he didn't seem to be getting what he really wanted from Alex Ferguson. So, and he's and he shown them kind of side to him again. He seems to turn it on when he feels like it and the, the level of consistency is not there. And, you know, just a quick little rob of what Roy Keane said. Yes, it's, it's, it's characters. There's a distinct lack of characters and he'd be looked at as potentially one of the main characters you'd want to see. And I'd say he does have an influence on some people and certainly the wrong influence, in my opinion. Nathan, we'll finish with you. They have Everton next week, which is not going to be an easy game, although Everton are struggling yeah. a little bit as their, their first 11 are a hell of a lot better than their second 11 and anyone's coming in isn't doing exactly the job that the, the, the starters would do. So for Manchester United side of things, you're hoping that there's that there's players out there. Um, how... How does Solskjaer save his job? Because he is under pressure. Make no bones about it. He is under pressure. He can do all he wants in the Champions League. And listen, I want Solskjaer to do really well. 100% I want him to do really well. But there's an inconsistency that's there. And he's trying to play the right football and he's trying to do the right things. But you have to, sometimes you have to be, you know, you can't be Mr. Nice all the time. You can't tell everyone that they're doing brilliant. You do have to actually... Uh, it, you can do it in, in, in a, uh, you know, to say a passive aggressive way, leave people out, don't play them. And, you know, there's certain players there who, who need to be, there's, and there's not many. This is the thing. I don't think there's many, but he needs to settle his, his team down and, and know their positions, know his best 11, know his, his best formation. What does he do to keep his job between now and he always seems to get these three or four results in a row then that, that keep, saves, yeah. sa- has saved his job. Um, he could very well go on and, and be successful and I hope he is but what does he have to do to, to, to make sure that he has that chance? Yeah, first of all, I do agree. I, I'd like to see him be successful and I've said it a lot of times in this show that I'd never come on and just mock him and just without having justified reasons like like Dave said, like a lot of the United fans change that opinion every week with Ole in, Ole out. And like the same say in, I think he offers a lot of good to the club since like you look at like the likes of Van Gaal and Jose Mourinho. Uh, the style of play on the stand was just fire to watch. So since Solskjaer's come in, there's some games I've watched and I'm actually enjoying watching Manchester United play. But the key job, I think a lot of it will fall down to getting Champions League football next season. Whether that be getting to the top four this year, or you never know, there could be a stage in this season that we see him possibly, I don't know what you agree, but possibly prioritising the Champions League this season as the main way to probably get in next season. Now, I'm not saying you know they're going to win the Champions League this season. I don't think that in a million years, but I think there could come a stage, Manchester United has been struggling to get into the top four this season. He will start to prioritise the Champions League over the Premier League. So for me, he really will be judging that whether he gets the Champions League football for next season or not because like I said it's not a good we've seen that uh, the style of play is improving there's, there's players like uh, Mason Greenwood that really flourish under him he's turned he has the potential to be, to be a great uh, long term player for Manchester United but I think he's under a serious amount of pressure if he doesn't uh, provide Champions League football next season for Manchester United Okay, we're going to leave it there. Just yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure, and with Pochettino on Monday Night Football tonight, giving all the thumbs up and the nods and the little winks, and yeah, he, he's ready to take over. Uh, Ali, oh, yeah. Ali Gunnar really needs to uh, settle his side down and and get everyone reading from the same page because that definitely isn't happening. Yeah, 